Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. Before I introduce today's guest, I have three short housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like our content, the best way to support us is simply to like, subscribe, comment, or share this episode with your friends and family. Second, we are active investors ourselves and are always on the lookout for mobile home, RV, mixed-use commercial, and multifamily properties in MSAs with a population of 100,000 or more. So if you are also an active investor and have something you think we may be interested in, we would love to take a look. Send us the details of the deal at www.therealestateinvestingclub.com. Third, if you are a new investor and would like to learn how to get started or scale your real estate investing business, go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to check out our course. So without further ado, let's dive right in. We have a very special guest with us today, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. Right, and we are live. Today we have with us Timothy Lyons. Timothy is a New York City fire lieutenant, an ER nurse of eight years, and a recently turned real estate investor starting in 2019. Um, He is closing on his first syndication deal, 43 units in two weeks. So we're really excited about that. Tim, thank you very much for jumping on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Gabe. I, uh, I thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Um, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody you know who you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in real estate in the first place? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, one of my favorite topics to talk about. So um, I, I'm actually really new to real estate. I only got started uh, last summer, 2019. And um, how the story goes is basically I'm on the beach with my family on vacation, and I read a book that everyone in the real estate, real estate space has kind of uh, breezed through at one point in their careers, and that's Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The real estate um, Bible. Right, the Bible. And it sounds so cliche, and everyone kind of says it, but uh, that was a game changer. And I'm, uh, you know, I got kids hanging on me. I'm trying to build a sandcastle with one hand, then I got the book <laughs> in the other, and I, uh, I flew through it in two days. And that right then and there, I told my wife, I said, babe, I said, we're going to be real estate investors. So, uh, so that was July of 19. By November of 19, I was closing on my first real estate property. And that was a three family property. Um, uh, and I just, I love that multifamily aspect to it, even though it's a small multi, um, you know, I only need two out of the three units to, to pay all the bills cash flow. And, the, the, and the third one's my cash flow. So, um, it's amazing. Right. So I had that proof of concept and I think I needed it, but more importantly, like the people in my, in my circle needed it too, like my wife and, you know, my parents were like, what are you doing? You know, this sounds a little risky and, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because like a lot of other people, I come from the school of, you know, go uh, go to school, get good grades, uh, get a good job, put money as much as you can into your 401k, um, you know, and, you know, don't have any debt and, you know, climb the corporate ladder. So, um, you know, my story is kind of unique in the fact that I became a New York City firefighter two weeks after graduating from college. I was 22. Oh, nice. Um, and, you know, um, I feel lucky, right? That's an incredible job. It's an incredible career. Uh, I've met some of the most incredible people. I've had amazing uh, uh, experiences. I've had tons of good days and I've had a handful of uh, really, really tough days. So, um, you know, I was doing that. And when I first got into the New York City Fire Department as a probie, I noticed that everybody had a second job. So whether they were, <laughs> you know, 
uh, roofers, siders, electricians, plumbers. I mean, that's funny. Business owners. I mean, a lot yeah. of contractors that I've uh, I've interacted with have been firefighters. I kind of noticed uh, a trend, um, you know, in people that I've interacted with. So it's it's good you confirm that. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, dude. So like. Um, where I thought I had a job, I was a firefighter. Like I was like, oh my god, I gotta get a second job, right? So, um, I did a ton of odd jobs, you know, here and there. And then I went back to school and um, became a nurse because there was three guys in my firehouse who were nurses, and you know, they had the nice cars and their wives didn't work. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool, you know. Maybe I'll be a nurse. Uh, way back when in college, I was pre med for about 15 minutes uh, until I joined a fraternity. <laughs> so, um, I did have an interest, you know. So. Um, so fast forward, man, I, I got a job in a level one trauma center, uh, in an emergency room and I just loved it. Um, I guess I love the pressure and the different, the different stuff that happens every day. And, you know, I uh, would work 12 hour shifts as a, in a, in a per diem, you know, capacity. So, uh, the next thing I know, I'm working 70, 80, 90 hours a week, you know, a little bit of overtime in the firehouse, a little bit of hospital shift work and, you know, now I got a gaggle of girls. I got uh, three of them, nine, six, and one. Uh, and when they're small, they don't they don't say anything because they don't know any better. So when I'm at work, I don't feel bad about leaving, and uh, you know, I'm providing for my family, and everything's all good. Now they're older, and they want to know, Dad, where are you going? You just got home. Uh, you go back to work. I mean, this is crazy. I haven't seen you, and da da da. So. You know, uh, the bowl was rolling for a while about what am I going to do? What's my next step? Um, you know, and real estate was one of those things. It's always in, it's always in the back of, I think, a lot of people's minds. Uh, but for some reason, it seems unattainable or, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. And, you know, that wasn't good enough for me. So I had to dive in. So I, I referenced that poor dad. And I got to be honest with you, I was a big music uh content consumption guy on like pandora and stuff if i've listened to five songs in the last year that's going to be a lot because my mindset um which i'd love to talk more about has totally changed and um you know every time i'm in the car each morning each day i'm taking some sort of content in whether it's podcasts audiobooks audible uh jumping onto webinars I mean, there is so much information out there in today's day and age with our technology. It's it's almost criminal if you don't take advantage of it. And uh, so that's that's kind of my journey. So I so I get into my three family and I have my proof of concept. And you know, each year my wife and I would do okay in our taxes. We get a little return, and we're like, oh, cool. You know, this will be you know in our savings. And just owning the house for two months of 2019, we saw a bump in our in, in our in our tax situation. Mm, so yep. um, you can see the power of it, and that was only after two months of owning. Um, so where you know where uh, November 2019, I'm saying to my wife, I'm like, babe, we're gonna buy 30 of these, uh, you know, three family houses, and you know, you quickly realize <laughs> there's a better way. Yeah, well. <laughs> But also, we quickly realized, you know, we don't have capital for, for 30 houses, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, could we do maybe one a year or whatever, two years? Yeah, we could probably do that. But then we realized, listen, this is this is a 100-year-old vintage property. Um, everything needs work. I mean, when I bought my first property, I put a new roof on, new siding. Mm. Uh, we, we, we did a, a renovation of the first floor unit. And this and was in, uh, in New York City or is it in a suburb of New York City? It's in a suburb, yeah. And... Wow. Um, you know, we, we spent a ton of time painting and putting floors down and tiling and, yep. 
you know, the return on time invested, uh, while I'm grateful that I had the time to do it and uh, I learned a ton uh, from doing it with my own, you know, sweat equity, I realized quickly that this is not scalable. This is not something that I'm, I'm looking to create more time and this was not going to be a scalable uh, option for us. So, you know, again, I went back to the drawing board and I'm like, well, how do I, how do I get into multifamily? And I, then I realized it's a whole different animal. Uh, one to four units versus commercial multifamily is totally, totally different. So, you know, I'm listening to podcasts and I hear guys talk about mentorship and coaching and, you know, I'm from New York city, dude, and I have a healthy dose of skepticism in my DNA. <laughs> and, uh, that's good. You got to keep that with you as you, as you go forward. You know, and you know, I'm like, what kind of Bernie Madoff situation is multifamily? And you know, the more uh, the more limiting beliefs that I could melt away, I mean, I've just I've, I've grown so much from that. So I ended up vetting a couple of different coaches, uh, getting on calls, um, emailing them, going back and forth. And one of the groups, the group that I ended up going with uh, for my mentoring and coaching and multifamily. They were just, they were head and shoulders above everybody else. Oh, nice. They cared about my goals, my future, my why, uh, my family. Uh, we did an hour and a half call with my wife and I'm like, guys, I'm like, um, I don't know that my wife wants to hop on a call because she's not really into the real estate thing like I am. And they're like, no, 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 yeah, it's yeah. cool. You know, which, um, uh, just to give them, you know, give them a little credit, which group was this? If you, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, so this is, uh, the Jake and Gino, uh, Oh, Jake, Jake and Gino. Gino. Yeah. Gino was on this podcast. That's funny. Just uh, just last week. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. Gino, Gino is awesome, dude. I love that guy. I love his mindset. I love his positivity. Yep. I love his uh, the, the growth uh, that he's had in his in his career. Um, we just met in Knoxville, Tennessee, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I just couldn't wait to shake his hand. I mean, COVID obviously had put a a, a hard stop to some of the events. <laughs> Uh, but we finally uh, broke out and we're able to meet each other. And oh my God, man, he is just amazing. Jake Stanziano, Josh Rosen, Dylan McGow, all you guys, um, very powerful group, very, very powerful yep. group. Absolutely. So uh, that's the group that I went with and I have not looked back once. And the people, you know, your network, people talk about your network is your net worth and proximity is power. And you know, you hear these terms and you're like, man, you know, that sounds, that sounds cute, you know, uh, on podcast, but what does it mean? And what, once I started actively listening and then I took action, um, I can now say that it's true. I mean, yep. you meet incredible people, there's deals to be made, there's partnerships to be formed. Um, the information sharing alone is, is worth the price of admission. And, uh, so you know, I highly recommend it. And, you know, it's something that, you know, people in our community call R&D, rip off and duplicate. You know, if you see somebody with success, you know, yeah, you can go figure that out by yourself, but you may spend five, 10 years doing that. Yeah. Uh, especially is, is the shortcut for sure. Yeah. You know, and listen, it takes hard work. Uh, but especially, you know, if somebody's still doing the W2 like I am, uh, mentorship is the way to go. So, nice. um, so yeah, so I joined that the first week in March. Uh, and my, my goal was to do a ton of the education piece and, uh, do it, do my, my work from my home office here, um, while my girls were in school. And this is the first week in March and everybody knows two weeks later, COVID-19 hits. And, uh, now my girls are home and we're doing Google classroom and, uh, <laughs> you know, 
I'm now, you know, Tim the fireman, Tim the nurse. Uh, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, and now I'm a teacher too, you know, on top of being uh, a wannabe real estate investor. <clears throat> so, you know, listen, we figured it out like everything else. But, um, you know, since I work as a New York City firefighter, I work uh, as a lieutenant in the borough of Queens. And, you know, when COVID hit uh, hot and heavy, uh, my neighborhood was just uh, decimated by COVID-19. It's a yeah. very poor neighborhood, uh, people on top of people, and it spread like wildfire. And uh, it was a little bit scary time because we didn't know a Absolutely. lot of the answers and how was it spread. And, you know, it was, you know, in mid-March, late March, um, we decided, my wife and I, that I was going to move out of the house. I moved into a family member's house. And the, uh, my family member moved into my house to help, help my wife. And I was quarantined for six weeks. Oh, wow. Um you know, because we just didn't know what was going to go on. So instead of putting on the news, instead of listening to music, I just went through material and I just started calling brokers left and right and bankers and, you know, uh, building my business, building my network. And at the time, um, that's when we started Cityside Capital, which is my company, my real estate investing company with my brother, Greg. Um, and we just, we took off. We, we said to ourselves, listen, during COVID, we can just, you know, wallow in our, um, you know, uh, sadness and the depression about what's going on, or we can make something happen. Um, and that's what we did. And I, it, it's been, it's been amazing the growth that we've had because, you know, like we were talking about before we came online, um, was, uh, I'm going to be a general partner in a 43 unit syndication that's closing, uh, in, in two weeks. Um, and that's within what five months of being involved in commercial real estate. So, uh, incredible, incredible journey. I mean, there, I I love I love your journey. I, I love your story. It's uh, it's 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 inspiring in many ways, and there's di- many different um, different directions I could take this. But first, thank you for all the work that you do as a firefighter and an ER nurse. My sister's an ER nurse, and I know um, you know how difficult that line of work is. So, thank you for everything you do there. Um, and so, I mean, there's so many aspects about your story that are really inspiring, especially for people who are just getting into real estate investing and, and thinking, you know, should I make the leap? Should I not? Um, you know, how fast can I go? And one of the things that really jumped out at me about your story is, I mean, you're talking at the very beginning, um, back in November of 2019, um, you had considered it and uh, it sounded like you didn't have, you know, family members always want the best for you, but they, they have, they go through this mind of this mindset of fear. Um, so it sounded like you didn't really have this, the full support of the, of the, um, you know, extended family behind you and you, and you just knew that this is the path that you had to take. Um, so kind of take us through that. I mean, you went from November to buying your first du- or triplex even in, uh, in four months after that period, um, which, you know, I've, I've heard people wait a year, two years before they make their first purchase. So, you know, you really got, you got, you lit the fire under you and got going. So kind of take us to the beginning period and, and how was that those first initial steps, um, you know, becoming an investor yourself? Yeah. So, um, you know, just by, so I started with a, like, you know, a bigger pockets podcast and get rich education with Keith Weinhold and, uh, a couple others. And I just started on, on episode one and I was hearing everyday people, teachers, firefighters, cops, uh, florists, waiters, uh, car salesmen, um, business, small business owners, stay at home moms. I mean, I'm hearing all these incredible <laughs> stories about people who are, you know, and they're doing all sorts of stuff. They're doing note investing, single family rentals, duplexes, bird, the bird method. Um, 
you know, they're doing all these different things. And I'm saying to myself, holy cow, I'm, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I tell a lot of people, like I rely on my gut for all my decisions and mm-hmm. I trust my gut. It's helped me, uh, immeasurably through my career and my life. And, you know, I just knew I was hovering around the bullseye and that I had to do this. You know, it made sense. And listen, my wife is so supportive. I love my wife, Christina. And, uh, you know, she knows that once, once I commit to something, it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. I, I had talked to her about real estate and she's like, Tim, she's like, I, I can hear it in your voice and go for it, you know, go do it. And, you know, that's a big responsibility, right? Cause we don't have a ton of, we don't have a ton of capital, you know, I'm not a trust fund baby, but you know, we've worked hard over the years and we have what we have and how I deploy that now is it means everything to our family. So it was a big decision and, you know, people around me were supportive uh, my wife, uh, my dad, my dad's like one of my best friends. I talk to him almost every day. Uh, you know, and, and God love him. He's very conservative. You know, he, um, he still invests in like uh, certificates of deposit at the local bank. Like that's how conservative <laughs> he is, you know? Awesome. Um, but he's, he understands that I'm, uh, I, 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 I have vision and I have drive and I'm going to get things done. And he, he was super supportive. So, you know, those are two of the main people. And then my brother, who's my now business partner, you know, he's, he's been in, in real estate, um, you know, in his adult life. Uh, so I had some people to bounce ideas off of, and that was huge. Um, so, you know, um, just being able to educate myself, uh, you know, I bought and sold two houses, primary residences. So I kind of knew what the process was like to buy a house, but you know, as far as setting up an LLC, getting a business checking account, how do you, you know, how do you maintain that LLC in the state? How do you, you know, conduct business, you know, getting a CPA, you know, uh, you need a real estate CPA I, and I don't mean to digress, mm-hmm. but you know, everybody who thinks about getting into real estate, like you got to get an on point and I'm not saying aggressive, but you got to know somebody, the CPA yep. has to know who real knows estate real stuff. estate. Yep. You know, you yeah, wouldn't I, go to a, uh, a brain surgeon if you broke your ankle, right? Cause even though they're both doctors, you know, the, the neurosurgeon is not going to help you. Yeah. Um, we, we've had a few, uh, a few CPAs on this channel and it was just, I think it was just last year that I um, I switched from my re- you know regular CPA to someone who really specializes in real estate, and it is night and day. You're absolutely right. They they uh, they know things. <laughs> they they're yeah. like magicians when it comes oh, to yeah. um, taxes. So um, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that point. Um, so wh- why did you guys choose uh, Triplex? Did you just? I mean, I I don't remember reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. It was a number of years ago. Um, did he focus on multifamily, or did he? Was it just? Uh, did you just think you know multifamily is the way to go? I don't want to buy just a single family house. No, um, <clears throat> I mean he does he does touch on you know multifamily because that's you know his portfolio in the book. But um, I had the limiting belief, uh, mm-hmm. like a lot of people they talk about you know all right, I'm going to invest in real estate. Um, let me start looking at the cheapest thing I could think of, uh, condos, small single family properties, um, maybe a duplex. I'll get really crazy, you know? And all of a sudden, um, you start realizing very quickly that, you know, all right, yeah, you, you, you can do a single family property. Uh, but the minute that person leaves, you have a hundred percent vacancy. Um, and then you have holding costs and then you have make ready costs. And then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, like I could uh, potentially lose, you know, my whole year's income with one vacancy. Like, Oh my God, I, I was already married with kids. I wasn't going to be doing the bird method or uh, house hacking or any, you know, 
I mean, that would have been a tough conversation with my wife, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're moving into this house. <laughs> we're going to do it every year. Gonna, yeah. That would have been a tougher conversation. But um, so, you know, commercial made sense, but I wasn't ready in the beginning. I just wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I had that proof of concept with, you know, my small multi, um, you know, and I could really kind of visualize it and, and, and understand it. Um, and then when I was operating it, you know, I said, Oh my God, like, you know, this is, this is why people go right to multifamily. And I, I've heard a number, a number of different successful people say like Dan Merrill, Dan Merrill always talks about, you know, he, he got started in the fix and flips and then single families. And he always says, if I, if I knew then what I know now, I would have went straight to a commercial real estate. So, yeah. um, so you start hearing some of these things and, you know, you, you just got to put the pieces together. Uh, you know, I always talk about, you know, one of the guys who I love to read his stuff is John Asaraf. He's like a uh, mm-hmm. personal development guy, right? Yep. And he talks about a concept of being interested and, and being committed. Like, you know, so if you're interested, you'll just, you know, you'll be interested in something and you'll go hot and heavy into podcasts and books, but then you'll make some sort of excuse. I can't do that. I'm, I can't afford it. It's not for me. Too hard. Uh, whatever it is. And you can go back to eating ice cream and watching Netflix, you know, versus being committed. And you're, if you're committed, dude, you're going to figure it out. And I know it sounds very cliche, but um, if you want something bad enough, you're going to figure it out. And that's just what I did. No, I love it. And I, I'm, uh, I am of the same mindset. If you're interested, it's just going to be, you know, you don't go to things that, are in, that you're interested in. Go to the things that you actually commit to because that is where, where the money happens, where the magic happens. Um, so, you know, you went from that triplex, you bought it in November of 2019, which is so, so, I mean, that was last year. Uh, it was not too long ago. Um, and you've held it for, for that period. And then in March, you decided that you're going, um, you're going commercial, you're going to a, you're going to syndicate. Um, and so you went for this, uh, multifamily that you're closing on in two weeks. So, um, I mean, this is, you're, you're fresh through the process of buying your first multifamily property. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't grab onto that, uh, you know, that experience that you're going through right now. So tell everybody, you know, what is, um, you know, what, what was the process like going through it the first time for you? Um, how did first start with, how did you, how'd you find the property? Let's start there. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I just kind of put it out there to a lot of my friends and uh, family. I, I, I'm going to get into real estate. And um, my kid's calling me on my uh, phone. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, so um, I, I put it out there. So people knew what I was, what I was looking for. And uh, a friend of a friend said, you know, hey, I got this realtor, you know, and she's, uh, she's great. So I, I hooked in with her and you know, it was already a, a quick process. I think six weeks, you know, we found one property, I made an offer, uh, I didn't get it. And then right around the corner, uh, I said, Hey, listen, uh, let's go check out this property. And, you know, we walked in and I just knew it. I'm like, this is, this is the one, you know? So we ended up getting a great price on it. And, um, you know, um, oh, so you got the, the 52 unit you got through a broker that you knew as a friend. No, this is the three unit. Yeah, the three. Oh, unit. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm talking about. So you've passed the three unit. Um, you know, going through two syndication is a big step for. People. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So I wasn't even I wasn't even uh, truly gonna be jumping into the syndication side. Uh, when I first joined Jake and Gino, I wanted to get into like an eight or a twelve or a sixteen unit. You know, me, my brother, my dad, uh, and kind of take it down. I, I was more learning the the underwriting process and the purchasing process and. 
because we wanted to, you know, be long-term buy and hold, you know, generational wealth type stuff. Um, and again, you know, just being like the power of proximity, talking to people in the network, like that's totally cool. And that's one way you can do it. And I'm still going to do that. Uh, that's still one of my avenues of real estate investing. But, um, you know, when you're in a room or talking in a, in a virtual, you know, Zoom call with 30 people or 20 people and they have uh, thousands of units and they're taking down 182 unit deals and 250 <laughs> yeah. unit deals. You know, all of a sudden you're like, um, man, that, that, that eight unit or that 16 unit, maybe that may be a, a, a good deal, but maybe I should look into this, this other thing. Right. Um, you know, and I'm, listen, I'm a blue collar guy. I'm, I'm a fireman and a nurse. Right. Uh, but when, when you're in this network now and all of a sudden there's, there's liquidity within the network and there's, uh, equity that's ready to be deployed. I mean, um, it changes your mindset. It changes, you know, you know, the growth that occurs saying, all right, well, listen, if I find a 180 unit property, I can team up with people in my network and they're going to be more than happy to help me underwrite it, get it across the finish line, do my due diligence, the whole thing. And now you can add 180 units to your, to your bottom line. So that was attractive to me. And I, I, I went all in. So, um, we ended up, uh, so we, we part, I'm partnering with somebody in the community, um, on this syndication and, uh, he, uh, he had found it and, uh, we, you know, we worked it up to due diligence. Um, and then we were, I mean, there's so much money on the sidelines right now. And you hear that from so many different people. Um, that was my first time raising money and I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be so easy and it's not easy, but, uh, so yes, <laughs> there is a lot give away their money that easy. Yes, there's a ton of there's a ton of capital out there, but it's uh, getting it across the finish line is is certainly uh, a whole different animal. Now that um, you have your uh, your first deal done, your first syndication done, though, it should be should become a lot easier for you going down the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope so because you know what? Listen, this is a learning experience for me too. Like because you know, one of my limiting beliefs was, well, who's going to want to invest with me? I mean, uh, I, you know, up until now, I've been Tim the fireman and Tim the nurse. Uh, yep. And now all of a sudden I'm taking down a $5.7 million property. Uh, but between myself and my partners, we were able to raise $2.5 million in six days. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah. That's really good. Congratulations. Really, really good. And you're absolutely right. I mean, limiting beliefs, it's funny how it, your identity can kind of block you from things that you can easily do if you just take the action. Um, but I mean, it sounds like you, you ran into that too, to, to the point where you know, you, you just didn't, your beliefs were preventing you from even accepting the, the opportunity that was in front of you. Yeah. You know, and listen, like just being, being exposed to these people, like, and they can totally help you with how to raise capital. And I didn't think it was going to be that hard to be honest with you. Um, but it was a little bit more challenging than I thought. And the main takeaway from, from raising capital was there's three things that you need to raise capital and everybody grab a pen and write this down. The investors need to know you, like you, and trust you. <laughs> Not that they don't care about the IRR and the cash on cash return and the hold period and the asset class, but if they don't know, like, and trust you, you're not going to get a dollar from them. Um, you know, generally speaking, right? So the people who I went to in the beginning were, were you know, my friends and family, you know, and, you know, you know, fortunately for me, I had been immersed in, in commercial real estate, so I could talk about 
I can talk about real estate with, with confidence and, and I understand the process. And what's, what's exciting to me is that not a lot of people do know the process. Not a lot of people do know about, you know, syndications and private placement memorandums and, uh, what's, what's possible. And, and, you know, people were like, Tim, how do you know about this? How come I, how come I'm a successful doctor? And this is the first time I'm hearing about, you know, where I can park $50,000 of my money and, and make an eight to 10% return, uh, you know, per year, you know, like, um, so if nothing else, the education piece is something that I love. I could just talk about it all day long. And, um, you know, because listen, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing this for my family and to build wealth, but you know what? a part of me like is, is ex- really excited to tell other people about this and help them on their journey uh, to have them say, wow, this is a, a viable option for me. You know, equities and commodities and everything's in the toilet and COVID-19 is killing the market, even though we're getting propped up by, uh, by all sorts of uh, money printing by the Fed. You know, um, this is a real asset, you know, and, and something that generally speaking, after doing a little bit of education, people can, people can get a hold of uh, pretty easily. Yep, absolutely. It is. I mean, the opportunity really is there for everybody. Um, but you're, I like that you, you know, it sounds like a lot of where you are today came about because of this, you know, network that you'd built, which it's been repeated over and over on this episode, on this podcast. You know, every guest says, um, you know, the one thing that contributes the most to their success here in real estate is their relationships. It is their network. Um, and, you know, you said raising capital, know, like, and trust. That's the, those are the three things that, that really help you along, along the journey and raising capital. Um, and that doesn't even, you didn't even mention anything about numbers, about location or anything like that. Know, like, and trust. Those are all relationship aspects. It's all the people that you know and the network that you build. Um, so I, I just like that aspect of your story that, you know, you got into this group with Jake and Gino. Um, you, you, you were among all these people that, uh, that had a, a higher, higher mindset than you that were, I guess, higher is a different word, but they, they had access to a, a, a level of education in the real estate f- sphere, um, that you didn't. And they kind of brought you up to that space where now you're closing a 52, 52 unit deal, which is uh, which is really awesome, especially 2.5 million raised in six days. That is, that is a feat. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, that, that kind of, that's a perfect segue into talking uh, about how real estate really is a team sport. Um, you know, you can do this by yourself and, you know, figure it out and you could have success, you know, by all means. But, you know, having the having the team aspect and that's building your team, whether it's a CPA, a broker, insurance broker, um, you know, uh, someone who's really good at due diligence, someone who's an, uh, an ace at underwriting. I mean, the beauty, the beautiful part about commercial real estate is that, you know, uh, you get to know spreadsheets really, really well. And if a deal doesn't pencil out on the spreadsheet, you don't waste any more time on it. You're not going to get, you're not going to fall in love with the location or the granite countertops or, you know, the nice pool and, and, you know, no, you know, it doesn't pencil out. The cap rate's too, too low or, you know, uh, whatever they're asking too much money for it. it next, you know, so, but the beautiful part is all of a sudden you start plugging in the numbers with all your, all your conservative assumptions and something that starts working and you're like, Whoa, okay, this is a, this is going to be a deal, you know? Um, and you know, p- part of being in the program is we have, I have a deal coach, I have an accountability coach and I can bring, I can bring that stuff to them and, and have a, a two or three or four pairs of eyes go over my underwriting and say, Tim, you're on the, you're, you just, you nailed it. You know, let's get the letter of intent out. Let's get the offer going. 
uh, and you're not doing it by yourself. So um, team sport all the way. And, uh, you know, it really, it really adds value from taking yourself from that scarcity mindset and then really growing into that abundant mindset that, you know, um, I think I heard it explained one time as, you know, uh, I'd rather have a little bit of juice from the squeeze of a watermelon than have the whole juice from the squeeze of a grape, you know? Um, <laughs> that's interesting. I've never heard that, you know? So, and it makes total sense. And, um, you know, that's where I am now. So listen, we have the 43 unit closing in two weeks. Uh, we have other properties that are in the due diligence phase. Um, and I would just say, I mean, you know, because of the situation, the situation we're in now with COVID-19 and, um, our economy and where it is, you know, people are scared and, uh, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't worried about, you know, um, asset prices and, and, and equities and the stock market. But what I do love is that you can make your own assumptions and your own, um, uh, underwriting, um, assumptions. And you know what? I feel confident in that. And you know what? People listening to this, like, you know, who are going to be passive investors maybe one day, you know, not only is your sponsor, uh, firstly, hugely important uh, to be to align with your sponsor, you know, goals, uh, conservatism and everything like that. But when we have to go to the bank to get uh, leverage um, for deals, they, guess what? They, they underwrite the deal, too. Um, so not only is the sponsor underwriting the deal, um, you know, it's getting checked by the by the bank. And uh, if anyone's dealt with the bank trying to get a loan, you know exactly that <laughs> the process. I mean, they want the uh, the middle name of your fourth cousin removed. Uh, you know, so uh, so just one way to feel a lot better about being a passive investor is that there's multiple eyes that go onto this. Um, you know, so yep, awesome. Well, hey, I uh, I love your story. It's awesome. I hope people listening and watching uh, they got a little bit of inspiration um, and some motivation to go out there and finish your first deal. Um, Tim has a record of four months from, from reading the, the real estate Bible to closing. So that is a challenge for anybody out there. Um, Tim, we are at the end of the episode. I really appreciated having you on here. Um, we have a real quick, uh, section where we just do quick questions. The first question yeah. is about books, real estate books and other books. If you could give a recommendation for your favorite real estate book, um, and then one for your just general life wisdom book, what would it be? Oh boy. I'm looking at all my books right now. Uh, so, I mean, besides the Bible, right? I mean, oh, you, you uh, can use that one. That's a good one. Most, a lot of people have said it, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, um, there's one that I just, I just finished and it was really good. It was raising capital. Um, hmm. let me see. It's right here. <sighs> I listened to that one on audio book. Raising capital for real estate by Hunter Thompson. Nice. If you haven't, if you haven't gotten it and you're going to be a capital raiser or a syndicator, um, you got to read this. It's good stuff. It was, uh, it was just really, you know, it lays out, it lays out a lot of nice topics. Uh, as far as you know, non-real estate, I would say I just finished up a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Oh yeah, uh, and that was just incredible. I read it twice in a row. Um, it was just so powerful. So uh, really talking about fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Perfect. Two great book recommendations: Raising Capital and Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, next question: If you could go back to the Tim back in two thousand November of two thousand nineteen, who was just reading uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, just opening up that book on the beach with your kids, 
um, and give that to him one piece of advice moving forward in real estate, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, keep taking consistent action. Um, you know, getting stuck gets, get, get you nowhere, right? Getting stuck and getting scared and getting nervous, you know, uh, get you nowhere. So just educate yourself and keep going forward. If you're going to fail, you want to fail forward. Absolutely. Get moving. I love, uh, consistent action is definitely, I mean, for me, it's a thing that I feel like is the most important, um, when you, to, to achieve success. And so I, I like that, that piece of advice. Um, the next one, we use a ton of tools in our lives, um, apps and tools. I, I think we have too many, but some of them really do contribute to our life. So if you could give one recommendation for an app or a tool that you use, what would that recommendation be? Uh, hands down, it's my underwriting tool um, by my mentor, Chris Jackson. Uh, it's called Synthesis, and uh, I'm pretty sure you can find it on his website, uh, sharplineequity.com. Cool. Uh, it's it's an it's an incredibly easy tool to use, um, and yes, and it's it's just jam packed with powerful features. Uh, so yeah, synthesis, synthesis, and you said that was on sharppointequity.com. Uh, Sharpline, Sharpline Sharp Equity. Line. Yeah, it's right. by Chris Jackson. I'll have to check that out. All right. And final question. Um, you have given us tons of good advice and I'm sure there's people who are listening and watching who would like to reach out and, uh, and, you know, pick your brain, maybe ask you a few questions. Um, if somebody did want to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, sure. You can email me anytime. My email is Tim at citysidecap.com. Uh, my website is citysidecap.com. C I T Y S I D E C A P.com. Perfect. Um, Tim at citysidecap.com. I'll also put his uh, li- or LinkedIn URL in the show notes if you want to reach out through that URL. Um, again, Tim, thank you for coming on. I appreciated the conversation. I know everybody else did as, as well. Um, for everybody who's here on this journey with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are what makes this possible. Um, again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good week and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Investing Club. If you feel we provided value, we would appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up, share with your friends online, whatever it may be. If you'd like to share or partner with us on an investment deal, we are always looking for quality projects go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to get in contact with one of our partners. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form, fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. 
So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.